Welcome to the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige, and we have an instant reaction to game one of the Los Angeles Lakers and Golden State Warriors next here on the His and Hers podcast. Okay, Paige, uh, as a preface, we also are doing this because our longer episode where we covered the entire playoffs NFL draft uh, has disappointed into the matrix. I have no idea where it is. Uh, we do this on Google meet, save the audio and, and I have never had an issue. I got the email that it was confirmed and being processed and it has been five hours and I have nothing to show for it. Uh, hoping that shows up in the morning. So maybe this is a non-issue, but I just want to put that out there as well. But we just finished up watching an unbelievable game one, the Lakers and the Warriors. What were your thoughts, Paige, on uh, an electric game one? Um, I mean, it's all we could have hoped for in a game one series, right? Like this is the series that everyone is looking at. We've been hearing it for the past like three, two days since the Warriors beat the Kings about how this is going to be a game. I mean, this is the rematch of the century in terms of LeBron and Steph Curry going out in the playoffs again, as well as the Lakers and Warriors not having faced those franchises haven't faced each other in the playoffs for 31 years. So just a lot of excitement around the whole entire thing. Um, But Uh, A lot of good things, I think, for both teams that you saw that I think that obviously the Lakers come out on top with this one. Um, Honestly, by like some sort of grace, there was a lot of like mental mistakes. Yeah, the the Jordan, Jordan Poole grace thinking he's Steph Curry shooting a 40 footer. That was thank goodness. Thank goodness. Lakers fans for Jordan Poole and all of the efforts (laughs) he does to make sure that the other teams win. Um, But also just like some interesting decisions made by the Lakers um, in the last two and a half minutes. Obviously, they go by 14 with about four minutes left and the they allowed the um, Golden State Warriors to cut that all the way. So it was tied at 112 um, and then the Lakers able to pull it out. But I mean, even just with the last like the last possession where Jordan Poole shoots it. Um, and misses it. Luckily, the Lakers are able to get that back, get a rebound, call a timeout, and then they've got the possession of the ball. But even LeBron bringing it up the court before that possession and kind of mm-hmm. running down the clock and taking that last minute three when he wasn't shooting threes. He hasn't been shooting three wells all playoffs, um, but especially in this game, he was not hitting those threes. And so it's stuff like that where I it's like frustrating as a fan because you're like, LeBron, just drive that in, like drive it in and pass it out to AD, like get into the basket where you guys are like actually like get up by five so you can secure the win with 18 seconds rather than leaving it up to chance of hitting a three. You don't need a three. You just need a bucket. And so just like some interesting mental mistakes there that I think that they can pick up on. Um, Warriors, on the other hand, obviously, it's just frustrating if you're a Warriors fan watching Jordan. I mean, obviously, Curry's getting double teamed, but Curry, I would rather take Curry shooting over two people than Jordan Poole shooting open. You know, and that's the thing is like, if that was like end of the shot clock, end of the game clock, you know, you, you kind of just accept that that's the best one that you could get, but it was so early. There was still so much time. I don't understand what Jordan Poole is thinking. The Warriors, I, I believe I heard it correctly, broke a franchise record for threes in a playoff game. You look they at the stats players. Yeah. They were plus 45 from three. So the Lakers, if you look at from the Lakers perspective, they're minus 45 from deep. Um, they were plus 23 from the line and plus 26 in the paint. So, but aside 
you know, the, the storyline of LeBron and Steph, just because of the history back when LeBron was on the Cavs, obviously gets the first takes and the, you know, the talking heads, just because it's really cool to see two historic players play against each other, uh, each other. And Steph and the Steph in more, more so can be the best player on the court in any, in any game ever. Uh, and usually is for most of the time, but AD was the best player tonight. AD uh, game. 30, I think 33 points, 23 rebounds is what he finished with. Um, Yeah, I mean, 20 rebounds. And obviously, Kevon Looney had over 20 rebounds as well. But that that was the key in the game, was keeping uh, Kevon Looney, who killed the Sacramento Kings off the offensive rebound. He played the entire second half, AD did, um, and provided such good defense on the interior that – if you're a Laker fan, they had to shoot so historically well, and that is going to ebb and flow even with a great shooting team, where what the Lakers did isn't something that is too hard to believe can be replicated. Like, there is success in that recipe that there's a lot of belief still in game one. They shoot the lights out. LeBron, uh, Jordan Poole has many points as LeBron James. Like, there were so many things going the the Warriors' way. The Lakers stealing that one is massive. Huge win for them. Yeah, and AD, I mean, it's like, it's interesting too, you point that out because AD was balling all game. I don't think he went out in the second half. Like, I don't think he No, he didn't. Played every second. And you could just tell, like when the Warriors started creeping back in, it's because you could tell Anthony Davis was completely gassed. Like that guy, he was... He was just out for the count. He needed his teammates to step up and help out in those moments because he had been like that the rebounding the shot blocking like all day long he had been completely dominating under the paint and so it's i'm like if that's how the if that's how the lakers need to win every game is that ad helps them get up by a bunch of double digits and then they're and then the warriors will kind of close the game like you just got to figure out a way to close that out because anthony davis was completely gassed but what a game and that's exactly the kind of game you need from your star player um, to be able to win a series like this against a team and a franchise like the Warriors who are champions. They know how to win in tough situations. And it's just cool to see AD like stepping up to those challenges that everyone always hoped he'd be able to achieve. Yeah, he ended up playing 44 minutes. Uh, and that's exactly why the Lakers gave up everything they did for Anthony Davis. And I think lost in the mix, they talk about that trade is that they already won a championship together and people will you know, clown on it a little bit on social media, talking about the Mickey Mouse ring, Mickey Mouse bubble championship, but they won a ring already. That trade's already been worth it for the last, you know, three years since that championship. But this is why you have him. And he's really just entering into what his prime years will be. And he's shown this year when healthy, he is just unstoppable and such a force um, that, that, that was, that was crazy to watch. You know, the, the game, the game six against Memphis was that he had really good games in that series, but that game six, he had complete control over it. And it carried over today where the Lakers themselves got off to a pretty slow start in that first quarter. And it could have got bogged down pretty early, especially with how well the Warriors were shooting, but because of Anthony Davis, he, he was able to keep them just floating, floating up there until the whole team kind of got involved and was able to, to get the scoring going. So and Overall. also, it was so cool to see, like, um, the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers were not shooting well from the three-point line. The Warriors oh, were no. 
wonderfully from the three-point line. And I think also like to the addition of like Dennis Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell both put up 19 points for this team. Mm -hmm. And so it was also cool to see that like the AD getting all of those rebounds, just pushing the offense along. It also opened up like D'Angelo Russell had some of the coolest shots that I've seen from him all season to in tonight's game. Like he was driving, he was taking those shots. He was going in for them and drawing fouls. Like, so D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder completely pivotal as well to the success of this game. Well, it's amazing how tight the rotation has gotten for uh, Darvin Ham. You look at the minutes, Anthony Davis with 44. Uh, LeBron also had 40. D'Angelo Russell had 33. Dennis Schroeder had 31. Austin Reese had 39. The one that surprised me, Yuri Hatchmore only played 11. I think you'd see a little bit more minutes from him. Uh, as the series progresses, because that is a pretty heavy lo- workload um, for, you know, that front five, front six. So uh, I agree with you, though. I think the contributions, so it got tied at 112, and D'Angelo Russell actually, you know, had a very pivotal key shot, that drive, kind of leaning lefty bank shot that he was able to get in, probably the biggest shot of the game for well, the Lakers and Brown and Austin Reeves both had threes at pivotal moments in the game that helped. Them yeah. win. Well, it was cool I, to see these bench players kind of really pull off these awesome shots. Yeah. I would like to do the count on the, on the threes. If you look at the Lakers, I mean, they made how many threes did they make? They made two from Reeves four. they made seven and the Warriors had six from three different players. <laughs> 21 from a quick count. So, yeah, I mean, that is just outstanding to be able to win that type of game. Uh, The Lakers are showing that they are for real, uh, that they have the intensity and they have arguably the best player in the NBA right now. When AD plays like that, he puts himself right into that conversation with obviously the Joel Embiid, the Nikola Jokic. Like he is that good when he is right and he is locked in and playing like that. There's no athlete like him in the NBA outside maybe Giannis. Yeah, I think that's pretty comparable. Um, can we also just talk about uh, third quarter? Draymond Green gets called for a foul mm-hmm. and proceeds to chew the ref out so much so that he gets a T. And even after the T, the dude will. Well, that's the, well, listen, that's the thing about that's the thing about Draymond is he has that patent get the T, and then he could just run his mouth like he gets. Usually, he gets it in the first and second quarter, and then. Nick Wright, the guy on uh, first thing first on Fox Sports, says it perfectly. Like he gets that patent first tee early, so that he can just run his mouth for the entire game. Like yeah, any he, other any other player, they get thrown out of there. What's my thing is I'm like Dre. He he's minus not LeBron talking. maybe. I don't. Yeah, don't touch LeBron. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm like it's just so funny to me that I'm like he continues to run his mouth and he's saying and you can just tell that what he like so much so that the rest of his teammates like look embarrassed and they're like patting his butt like okay Draymond calm down they take him out of the game and it's still just like why is he not being thrown out of that game but then it's also like the other key thing is too though I feel like there's always these moments in Warriors games where when Draymond is like too pissed off it's like you can always kind of have this feeling that like the Warriors are probably going to lose this because like there's always those, there's just those small moments. And I feel like whenever Draymond acts out like super intensely in the second half of a game, it usually doesn't bode well for the Warriors because I think it just creates a whole mentality across the team. And so that's something I'd like to look into. Well, stats did, you know, did you know what he was complaining about? That it wasn't a foul. Yeah, but do you know what the foul call he was complaining about was? I think it's hilarious because it's Draymond Green. He's complaining about a moving screen. 
And Draymond Green is probably the most notorious freeing up Steph and Clay on those screens. Like he, that, that's what made me laugh. Is, like he is the best at kind of those 50 50 screens. And he's complaining for getting called on a moving score, or I think not getting a call on a moving screen when he was the defender. I was just laughing because I'm like, that cannot be what he's arguing because he's the, the biggest culprit in the whole gray area that is a moving screen. I thought that was one of the funniest. I know. That was, he would argue that the sky about the sky being blue. So, oh man, <laughs> that guy. No, um, that was also, unbelievable. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's also, it's also awesome to see like Clay and Curry. Like, Curry is just so incredible that it's like, you just have to like enjoy it. Like, even when you're rooting against him, when he's able to make some of those shots over defenders when they're right on top of him within three inches, like, it is just so cool to see what he can do with a basketball behind the three point line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That that tandem is, is really special. You, like I am partial to the Lakers. It's not, I wouldn't call myself a diehard fan. I grew up watching them. I told everyone this with Kobe. And so like right now, it's just kind of like I, I'm tired of the Warriors. I think it'd be really cool to see LeBron get another ring or yeah. just, you know, play play deeper just because year 20, it's never been done, obviously. So I just have those elements where like if I'm leaning either way, I'm leaning towards the Lakers. So I lean that way. But watching that run between Clay and Steph, where they cut that lead from one, I think it was 100 to 112, or I think 102 to 112, something like that. And they they went on a 14 0 run. Okay. It's just magical. Like that team just, it just is never, you just never feel comfortable when those two are at the other end. Like it's, it's unbelievable to watch. Usually a 14 point lead under four minutes, you're like, okay, we feel pretty good about this. I mean, that's three, you know, three, four possessions. All of a sudden you're real playing real tight again. And that's, and obviously you already mentioned the tiredness, the fatigue, the loudness of that arena, nothing more special than a Steph run. And that's what they got to experience at the very end there, but good win. So cool. A big, big win for the Los Angeles Lakers taking the first game in Golden State. Excited to see game two on Thursday. It'll be fun. So again, this is instant reaction to the Warriors-Lakers game. It may be emergency episode because I have no idea, like I said in the beginning, what happened to the first one as of right now, and it's 11 p.m. at night. Hopefully it shows up in the vortex. I can get it entered in and uploaded, and this won't even be an issue. But if you're wondering where the extended issue or episode is, that's where it's at the moment, and we will work on that. But thanks for tuning in. Paige, thanks for staying up late. That'd be another episode of the His Earth Podcast. 